Hi everyone, welcome to episode 66 of Mompreneur Space Live Show. I'm Kenneth Chu, the host and also the author of Mother Industrialist, Perfecting the Balance Between Motherhood and Business Success. I've also been running my own digital marketing agency, KC Creative Marketing, for the past five years. So with this new season, I hope to give more value to my viewers. I will still be bringing on a different, inspiring, successful mompreneur uh, and also for them to share their insights with aspiring mompreneurs or mompreneurs-to-be um, that they can learn from it. So during this live show, you can post your questions in the comment section and we will be answering them at the end of the show. So let's get the show started. So today I have this really awesome guest um, that I would say we have known each other for a long while but uh, we have not officially uh, really sit down and chat with each other but um, in the recent years I've seen that how much she has transformed how much she has changed uh, how much she has um, been doing very inspiring and motivating um, stuff around in the I would say the women entrepreneur um, and confidence and stuff like that. So she's an author, speaker, coach. She's also a community leader and a change maker. She's a mother of two beautiful children, age eight and seven, one boy and one girl. So without further ado, let us welcome Carol. Hi, Carol. Hello, Kenneth. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. How are you guys doing on a Monday evening after Mother's Day? Yeah. So uh, I hope you have a great, great Mother's Day yesterday and uh, together with all the mothers that are tuning in. So um, like I mentioned, um, there's a tradition for uh, Mompreneur Space Live show that every guest gets to post the question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So uh, Carol, are you ready to answer the question of the day posted by the previous guest before we can officially kickstart the show? Okay, yes. Okay, so uh, the question of the day posted by the previous guest is what is branding to you? So Carol, can you um, say something? Maybe say hi to the audience that are tuning in. Hello, everybody. Hope you are doing okay. Okay. We're seeing more people coming in. Okay. Um, okay, good. Okay, I can hear you loud and clear. So um, we have um, a few guests coming on board. So maybe um, Carol, can you... Uh, share with us your answer to the question of the day. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So what is branding to you? Branding to me is uh, a form of marketing, positioning yourself and be visible to show your credibility and authority to your target audience. Wow. That's short and sweet. And thank you very much for your answer to the question of the day. And now we can officially kickstart the show. So maybe Carol, uh, I believe that some of the audience may not. Uh, this is the first time they are seeing you. Maybe you can do a short introduction of yourself. Uh, what were you doing before you start your business? Uh, maybe in your corporate or what have you been studying? And where are you from? Because we will have international audiences that are tuning in. So uh, share with us, uh, maybe do a short introduction of yourself. Okay, I'm Carol. I'm a, a second-generation Singaporean, born and bred, grew up here. Um, my, my grandparents were originally from China. Mm. They were the Chinese immigrants that came in to, to build a new life together. Um, and so, yes, yeah, second-generation Singaporean. I've, uh, I've been here all my life. 
except for the time that I spent a year in Germany with my husband. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I am in a mixed marriage. My husband is German, so I am not born with the surname Gockel. Gockel is my married name. I, I took it on because I, my husband left his home country to come here to be mm -hmm. with me. So I wanted the family to, to feel that they had gained a daughter from this union. Um, and I'm, I'm a mom of uh, two kids, as Kenneth mentioned earlier. Uh, I am trying to balance life basically in, in, in a mixed cultural household, trying to in, impart the whatever I've learned, the values from, from the Chinese part of me, and also to try to raise the kids you know, who is both mixed culture and then to understand they are, to still be connected to their, their German roots mm. in my husband. So I run a multicultural household in terms of <laughs> everything from, from cuisine uh, to, to, to language, um, and and as well as you know different types of values that I try to actually work things out with my husband to, to raise two children. Mm. Yeah. And prior to starting my business, I spent about fifteen, about close to seventeen years in the corporate world. My my last job was a project manager with Standard Chartered Bank, mm. the British International Bank. Um, I was doing I was doing projects in construction. I was in charge of the construction work of the bank's branches mm. in 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 uh, this ASEAN region. Yeah, and uh, if you if you've noticed, you know, those two people who are tuning in from Singapore, if you notice that this huge uh, Marina Bay Financial Center, there's this mm. huge building with with uh, the, the Standard Chartered logo on it. That was one of my babies before I left the bank. Mm. Um, well, to say I left the bank, to be very frank, it's it's a bit of a stretch. Because due to corporate restructuring, my department was X. Mm. So entrepreneur to me, entrepreneurship to me was uh, more out of necessity because I was given the, the pink slip to leave mm. the corporate world. Okay. And that was the reason why I started my entrepreneur journey. Okay. So you you so you were saying that you have been being in that corporate that means the first job to till you left? Was it the first job that you... No, it wasn't the first job. In fact, you know, as uh, I think a lot of people may, would relate to that when you're first out of fresh out of school, you try to bum around a little bit. You don't really know what you want. To be frank, I never expected the, to, to be doing what I'm doing today. You know, um, back in school, I majored in marketing. I had this big grand dream about <laughs> being in the advertising world. So I tried, I went into, in, into I joined uh, a cosmetic company mm. as an advertising and promotions personnel um, before, I mean, when I, when I, when I was, when I first left school. Mm. So, and then that didn't really work out. And somehow I was thrown back into unemployment, <laughs> unemployment. So uh, I was temping in a bank at that time, just, try, just trying to actually get some money to pay off loans. Mm. So and then just one thing led to another. I was I was with this uh, I was with Credit Suisse First Boston, mm -hmm. and they were organizing. They were doing this planning to big a big move to consolidate three different offices in three locations into one single location. So I was uh, camping in, in 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 the team, and then they brought on a consultant, and the consultant said, "Look, you know we are trying to to build a presence in Singapore. They were uh, a Hong Kong registered company." Mm -hmm. And they say, if you are keen, you know, we can teach you what, how to do, how, what, how, what, what to go about doing it. And then, you know, you, if you are, if you are keen to join us as one of our first Singapore employee, you're most welcome. And then the money was good. So mm. I jumped at the opportunity because it was, it was a necessary thing for me to do because I didn't have a job mm. and I still have got loans to pay. 
So and then that was my first job, and then uh, first official job to be mm. very frank. And eventually, that that just that kickstarted my my fifteen years journey. Wow! In 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 construction building management. Wow! So so, so that yeah, yeah, so that is so different. Like 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 what I want to ask you is like you came from somewhere that you learned you studied like image consulting and all that stuff, and you move into construction, which is which is like. Like how did it happen? Mm, like well, the image consulting bit, in fact, uh, it came much later. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, the thing is because I was, I was the only female in a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the guys, uh, you know, my, my 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 bosses, they are construction people, like mm-hmm. they say. And then my, my my daily task, I started out as a as an office secretary for the team. Mm-hmm. So I I went to the to the construction site. So I had to deal with contractors, deal with engineers, architects. Because my, my bosses at that time they were the the consultant the consultant mm. so they were the ones managing the, the project on behalf of the client which is Credit Suisse first Boston, so that was my 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 life the surrounding by all these men sometimes because you know being a woman is not an even working in a construction site you can't dress in feminine clothes yeah you can't yeah. wear high heels no <laughs> it, it's it's impossible so I had to wear those construction boots I walk around with uh, with, with a hard hat well I, I cannot imagine that because the <laughs> the first time I met you was like you're so well groomed you're tall and all that stuff like like can I, I, I like when you talk about that I cannot imagine that you were in the construction helmet and the, the vest and the boots yeah I, I can I cannot imagine I guess a lot of artists looking at you now they can't even uh, imagine that mm. uh, you have been there like 15 years right you saying mm, yeah all in all in total about 15 years because mm. um when when I was there I I felt that I a, a part of me were, were missing was missing mm. the feminine side of me mm. the feminine side of me and because you know Unfortunately, being being a woman in the male-dominated industry, if you if you try to look a little bit pretty, you know you, you do attract attention. Yeah, I get it. And and, and, that, and you have great features, and you're tall also. So I guess you 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 get uh you give people that kind of like well it's okay. Just for example, like uh, most uh, Singapore guys would have go went into NS National Service, so most of the time we don't see ladies. Even the ladies we see in the camp was like more macho. They're more masculine, they're more like tomboyish. But whenever there is like a lady, office lady just walk past, right? The whole platoon, the whole squad will just look at the lady. It's like it's like a rare species. I guess it's the same for, for the men in the construction area. Yeah. Mm, yeah, a, a, a lot of the time. And also because um I was serving two bosses who are actually the the, the top guy mm. for the construction uh, project, which is uh, in a, a, a multi-million dollar uh, project. Mm. So, you know, there has to be some kind of credibility as well. Because he said that I need you to be able to to handle um, all the consultants on 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 site. Mm. Yeah. So you know, I, I need to to show I, I can't I can't walk around in looking feminine <laughs> and all soft. Because you know, people who will try to actually bully me, basically, because so, I need to I need to hunt them down. So were you were yeah. you rough back then? Like you have to talk in a very more manly and more rough kind of manner. No, I I didn't have to. I just uh, had to 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 look look a little bit different. I can't mm. look this way because you know immediately look at it. It's like you know you you don't have the credibility. Mm. Yeah. 
that 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 was the, the the challenge at that time. So in order to find a little bit of my own uh, feminine self, mm. I on on the weekends you know, I decided to to take up a course in, in makeup artistry. Mm. Mm. Something that I'm interested in. You know, all girls. We, I mean, I, I have no one. I have no sisters to teach me how to blonde makeup. Oh. So I'm always been fascinated with it. I didn't know how to do it. So I thought this is something that I can do just so that I can preserve this little feminine part of me. Mm. Yeah. You so have any siblings? Any si- I have two two brothers. Ah, okay. In the, in the family. So you are basically dominated by men all around. <laughs> um, yeah, very <laughs> much so. Yeah, you have two brothers, older brothers, right? Younger brothers. Oh, younger brothers. Okay. Mm. So yeah. you have to. So I guess you like you, you kind of like know how to handle men in general because you have two younger brothers, so you basically can handle a group of men, I guess. Like especially that's why because it's it's. It's quite, quite um, interesting to see that you have been there for fifteen years in that environment, very male dominant environment, and you left uh, because of the changes in the company. But why didn't you went to find another similar job instead? Hmm. Ah, uh, that's a very good question. Because um, during the end of the project, um, I I was pregnant with my daughter. Ah. Yeah, that was the year. That I got married, and then you know I found out that was uh, I was pregnant just a few weeks before the wedding. Mm-hmm. So and I thought, okay, uh, now that I'm going to be a mom, what what other things can I do to spend time with my with my 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 child, my mm-hmm. unborn child? Because being in construction, while it was fun and easy, uh, I wasn't easy. I wasn't easy. It was it was fun in the sense that because I was I was on my own, right? And you know, I, I I can actually lead a lifestyle that I can I can choose without being accountable to anybody, mm. right? And because I mean, a lot of construction work has to be done in, at night. So I I work hours, uh, long hours, mm. and I also work weekends. Wow. Right? So these are the time where where people are not in the office. Like for an office move, for example, it has to happen over a weekend, and everything has to be up and running on the following Monday. Mm. So being not being on my own. Was uh, was an easy thing to make that kind of decision, and of course, like you know, because I was handling in the, the ASEAN regional work, so I get to travel quite a fair bit as mm. well. So having kids at that time is definitely will not allow <laughs> me to do that. But uh, the thing is that I I guess I was at a point where I was I really done finished building my career, mm. uh, and also at a spot at a time that I was ready to to move on to the next step. And I also have to say that my my job at that time. That I was so focused on building my career, I also lost my first marriage mm. due to due to a lot of other factors as well. So my husband and I had a chat. My current husband and I have a chat that what is the plan for us with regards to having children? Do we want to, you know, to have live-in help? Because it's it's such a common thing to do in in Singapore in particular, right? Mm. You need to have dual income. Yeah. So um, you know who's going to take care of of, of my of my of my child. Mm. So my my mom's still working, and she was also par- par- partially babysitting my my niece at that time. Mm. And then she did tell me, okay, you know, I am I love you, but I don't think I can handle so many. Mm. Yeah, and then she wanted she she's retired at that time, and she wanted some more time for herself, which I think she really deserved it. Mm. So after having all this discussion, and then my husband being German, they don't have this concept. And then they don't have this idea about live-in help.、Mm. So he said, "I would prefer that 
we adjust our our lifestyle and then you maybe you stay home for a few years yeah and then you know maybe we can we can do something else maybe we can start a business or do charity whatever mm. it is we just need to make some adjustments so i thought i guess so because for me growing up i have my mom with me all the time mm. you know so i was able to 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 have this values from my mom that's been imparted onto me and my brothers so i i, I would not imagine the same so at that time I was thinking do i need to to leave my job and you know at that time i guess the timing was right because mm. the the project was coming to an end and i was pregnant and said you know with, with this kid i can't go to construction site i can't travel as and when yeah. i want so what can i do next and that's when i started to think back about uh, what what happened in the past what am i passionate about mm. and i always am passionate about you know uh, looking good looking uh being being confident because growing up as a child being in an asian culture i believe for my upbringing upbringing is is you are better be seen and not heard mm. yeah you you get to speak only when you are spoken to yeah and you know, there's always center around me having to maintain my looks so that i can marry up on all you know find a husband that can earn enough to provide me for life mm. it's is this is this always this 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 thinking you see so it 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 didn't go very far about from 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 looking good and also you know i have this encouragement from my grandma i mean right now it's encouraging but at that time to me it wasn't really encouraging she was like you know you take care of your looks you study hard hmm. and not too hard not too smart so that you know nobody wants to marry you <laughs> yeah so eventually i guess when i when i when i met my first first husband it was this mentality that that thought that attracted me to him you know he has this a good degree and then mm. he's going to probably on track to 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 be bringing in money and all and then I would be set for life in, mm. in a way and also growing up I went through um this puberty period mm. and I didn't have a lot of confidence as well I ended up having breakouts on my skin mm. and then I didn't really know how to behave you know uh, when I was out with my friends that was it so I remember this particular incident a bunch of boys um when I was maybe about 15 or 16 years old they walk up to us stood right in front of my friend and tried to 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 talk to her mm. ask her for her number and then they were really quite quite insistent and i turned to the boys and say look look leave her alone they looked at me one of them said we're not even talking to you who do you think you are you're so ugly oh yeah so you know that 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 was actually my environment growing up i didn't i've never really felt that i am i fit in i was too skinny and mm. uh, too tan under age context <laughs> if you are skinny and you are you are not fair you are you are not beautiful mm. yeah so that that is very interesting because <clears throat> i guess that also started you being a strong woman because you need to be more confident because the looks itself so were, were you were you a confident lady at first like even be, like during before the puberty start were you a confident lady No, not much. I've always looked for approval. I seek a lot of approval. I looked mm. through my father. I looked to all the male figures for approval. Even when I was married to my first husband, I looked to him for approval in terms of I let him dictate um, what I how how I look and what I dress. Mm. Mm. And uh, the confidence piece wasn't there as well. And because this this this. Boy is always in my head. Talk only when you are you are spoken yeah, to. Yeah. So during during a group conversation, a, a group setting, you know, people would talk. I would just sit there and I just keep my mouth shut mm. because I even though I have something to say, I never felt that 
I should say something unless somebody asks me something or I have, I, I need to be given this permission. I need to be given this permission to be able to, to say something. And, and that sort of evolved only when I started my, my job, being, a, being in, in this very first construction management job. Because my boss, he was the one running, running the entire project. So he said that I need you to support me as my assistant, mm. right? I'm telling you as my personal assistant. So you you need to be able to be my mouthpiece. Any instruction that I put out, you have to go and talk to these people. And this confidence was built out slowly because mm. it was my job. If I if I don't do it, I'll lose my job. So it was circumstantial in a way, and, and that that helped to actually to build me up slowly. And of course, you know, for him, he was he was a Brit. And then it was once that he, he sat down and looked me in the eye and said, look, if you want to excel in life, you need to be able to voice out. Mm. So I need you to come and tell me. If you, if you felt you are being restricted, if you felt you are being bullied, you have to come to me. If not, I wouldn't know. You have to voice out. Wow. So, so you basically, your ex-boss basically is, is the person that um, like mentored you and really give you that confidence to really validate you and really affirm you so before before going into this job uh, in the construction area so you where were would you if let's say you were to rank your confident level like from one to ten ten being the highest being the most confident what uh, where will you be before mm. the construction before wow before. i would say i'm more of a three or four on mm. a scale of one to ten Okay, so after you went into construction, where were, where were your confidence level at? After I went into it, because of the encouragement, I wouldn't say that my, my boss validated me. He just given me this platform. Mm. Because he said, you know, anything, anything, if you say something wrong, it's okay. I'm the big boss, you know, <laughs> so I, I, I can deal with it. But I, I need you to be, to, to be steady in, in a way. Mm. So that, that helped me to grow over the years. And eventually, I was, um, I was with the experience and that I was I was given I moved into an actual role and got promoted to be mm. to the regional project manager and running projects on my own. Wow. And from yeah from three to four he gave me an opportunity to start as at uh, maybe a half a five then mm. wow. sometimes I don't feel confident I would double check with him and he was he was he was leading me in in, in a way and mm. then even even um actually pushing me uh, a fair bit and then mm. that kind of grow into I would say an eight. Mm. Mm, an eight. So what what was that missing like nine and ten? What was that missing two that you felt? Like what was that missing part for you to go into ten? Mm, the missing part was because I uh, I wasn't really being uh, on my I was I wasn't really being myself mm. in a way. The the job at that time was circumstantial it was good and eventually i grew into the role you know it was it was it was some it was an opportunity for me to 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 make a living hmm. but then my own personal um, journey and purpose i find that after after 10 over years i i'm not fulfilling my purpose hmm. yeah, that, and that's the reason why so even though I, i'm on that job first of all i'm not um, not trained in projects i'm hmm. not trained and I'm also not trained in engineering. So I knew in the back of my mind, even though I'm sitting on, on, on the client side, being, being a, you know, I, I have the position, I'm always in a position to actually do document, in fact, to, to, to demand and, and direct 
the architects, the engineers, mm. and so on to do the job. Because I'm the client sitting on the yeah. client, right? so the client is usually the most powerful. Mm. But I know from a career perspective, I w- I've already hit my ceiling. Mm. I can't proceed any further. I see. Yeah. So that was the the missing part because you were saying that you wasn't you, so you are not hundred percent you to be that confident. Because mm. the confident is because you have been doing this for many many years, and I I believe that this will be what most of the audience that uh that's listening tuning in, uh that they have been in the corporate for ten over years, they are very good at their job, but something is missing. Mm. They are they like for me I I used to be in advertising sales and marketing. And I realized after ten over years in that, um, like I I can be very good. I can bring in the money. I can make it as, as a living. But that there's there's something that's missing. That's not fulfilling. That you are not doing something that that is truly you or something that is what we call with the flow. Mm. That is really with the flow, and you feel hey, this is something you can do even uh, when you are old and stuff like that. So that was a missing piece, and I I had the same same encounter that that I was I got laid off by my previous company, and that um that my my clients that I was servicing they said that kind of why not you start your own company, so that you can continue to service us, and I accidentally stepped into entrepreneurship, and um uh, like like whoever has a LinkedIn account right LinkedIn will tell you oh happy anniversary on your work anniversary, and they say oh fourth year, uh, last year they promised me fourth year. Thinking, I was thinking, what company am I working for that I've been working there for four years? When I look at it, I, I was laughing because I was working in my own company. Uh, I just passed my fifth year in my own company, so that is something amazing because my all my previous career corporate job, right? I've not never exceeded two years. Yeah. So when I when I see that, I realize that this is something why it it keeps me going, and I understand where you're coming from because you've been in that, and um. You already hit that 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 ceiling that you do not know what is next, especially in that area in the construction side. You already have that power. You already have that call. You already that like the the powerful person that can that can um handle everything. Everything is in your control. You found that there's something that is missing, which is not truly yours because nevertheless we are still employee, still working for someone. So that also brings me to uh. To to this topic, which is like how to be a confident change maker, and also as a mom. So for you, um, why are you so passionate in advocating like this female education and lifelong learning? Because this is something that I see that um, you are doing it more uh, in recent years, and um, you're also a community leader uh, in this uh, female uh, community group. So. Maybe you can share with us, like, why are you so passionate about, like, like, is there something, um, like a aha moment that kick you to start this and to give more confidence to the women? Hmm. Uh, well, first thing was because I drew from my own personal experience. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, my last my last corporate job, um, I I actually lost my marriage, hmm. and but then that marriage wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't a good one. Wasn't a good one, so it it wasn't the perfect match. I I suffered a lot in that marriage. So long story short, um, I went through psychological abuse with uh, with my ex husband, and that that on on the corporate front, my my confidence level was up pretty mm. high, and on the home front, I I was, I wasn't there. I was I was crushed. I was more of of a of a 
you know, one or two. Sometimes mm. I felt like I have I was nobody, and and I was able. To, I guess I was able to excel in on the corporate front because of what's happening in, in at home, and and that when, when that marriage ended, you know, I realized that a lot of when I started to share my story, I realized there's a lot of women who have who are who were living under the thumbs mm. of their their husbands, you know, the the, the family. Yep. And uh, mostly men. I mean, no, no offense to you. I no, no worries. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that the, you know what what you are doing right now to to support female entrepreneurs. Just that it, it is just unfortunately there are, there are a lot of women who are living under the shadows and the thumbs mm. of, of of their partner of their husbands. And after going through that whole traumatic experience and sharing my story, um, the first person who who helped me through to get me out of that. My my very first breakthrough came from a female coach, mm. Mm. and because of what she did for me, I was able to walk out all of this, you know, with, with intact. Mm. And she inspired me to 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 want to start coaching, to start this coaching, to a coaching business, to mm. be able to support other females that gone through something like this. And also, I was able to reconcile my with my past, my past mm. of not being confident, why why I felt that way. Yeah. And 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 understand what it meant for me, why I had to go through this whole experience, and drawing from that experience, how can I actually use it, you know, to support other female? And I also um, realized that a lot of um, moms as well, you know, after having kids. In fact, this is also something uh, that happened to me because after mm. after after leaving that job, after being retrenched, I I moved to Germany with my husband. It just happened that my husband got a job posting back to his home country. Mm. So I gave birth in Singapore. I moved, and as a new mom, you know, in, in a new environment, you know, I don't have a job. My job yeah. was focusing on my on my daughter one hundred percent. So I was trying to 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 live, uh, trying to build my life with my husband, a new life. You know, mm. we just been married for. In fact, it was just like the wedding, and immediately we having kids, right? So. Yeah. So trying to to manage that, trying to also to to move into a country that I that I try to get to know, and in a country in uh, a place where I do not speak the language at all, mm. I was still very I was I was I I only knew a few few phrases. Yeah. So just all this big transition and my confidence level, you know, being a corporate person, I was like an an eight, and I thought, mm. you know, I I can actually when I. When I start out my own business after I left, I thought, can the next thing to do is start my own business so I can manage my time, then I can be. This powerful, successful, you know, this person that I want to be. Yeah. But then realize I've been. There's there's no manual of being a mom. Yeah, I agree. There's there's no guidebook. There's no, no Bible. There's no nothing at all. No, no at all. And I was alone. And then when I called my mom, I asked her, "How how did you do this for me?" She's like, "I'm sorry, I don't remember." Mm. Then when I asked my mother-in-law, she was like, "I don't know how to do it, kids. I have two boys." <laughs> and then she she tried to help me as much as she she could, but yeah. then because of cultural difference, I didn't mm. really know what to do. And being new into the country, I think I also suffered from a, a little bit of a postnatal blue. Mm. Yeah. And and you know being on my own all the time. When my husband has uh, starting a new job, so he has to really be on top of a lot of things. Mm. So he literally worked like sixteen hours wow. a day. Yeah, so I don't get to see him at all. I'm cooped up at home. I moved there in the middle of winter. Cooped up at home. Wow. Temperature change. New mom, and also the everything is so new. Like it was, it was. So my confidence level went all the way down to zero. Hmm. All the way down to zero. Yeah. And while 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 you're saying that, I can I can imagine how were you feeling? You felt like you were so oh, 
like you you need help but there wasn't help and you're in a foreign land you know no one but your husband and now you have with a baby uh I, it's like you are lost and and back then i guess maybe online wasn't that helpful also wasn't that easy there there, there wasn't any like online coaching and online stuff that no, you can get no, no. Uh, but i believe that at a at point of time um you are also in that postnatal blues you are you always feel lousy you always feel down like you were saying that confidence level is zero basically you don't feel like doing anything you mm. felt felt like letting everything go um so at that point uh, have you given birth or you were pregnant I gave went, birth. I gave okay. birth. Yeah. So my daughter was one month old before we moved. Mm. Mm. So that that was uh, something that is, I would say, uh, quite a traumatic. Would you call it like a traumatic experience? Because like a new mom, you know nothing, and no one can help you, and you travel to a new place, new language, everything new, and the husband is not there. Would mm. you? Do you feel that you are very? Not a very useful person. Like yeah, you like you mentioned, you were so great at corporate. The confidence level was at eight, and now you went there. You know nothing, no help, no one to guide you, no Bible, no guidebook. Uh, you were zero. Yeah. So, what what was that? Um, the worst thought that you have at that point of time. Yeah, that thought was uh, I'm I felt useless, literally. And I felt that you know I have gone through education. Mm. I have been relatively successful in my in my previous job, and among my peers, I was paid very well in my mm. job. In fact, some of my friends were actually, were, were envious of of my jet setting lifestyle. Mm. And I suddenly I've been reduced to a nobody. Literally, I was an invisible person mm. living in a foreign land because I I don't know don't really know how to speak the language very much. So it was it was tough. And there wasn't a support group, mm. and of course, you know, um, internet at that time that was, uh, that was eight years, mm. eight years ago. So internet at that time, you know, you don't have all these like resources, yeah. To, you don't to, even know, and you don't even have the time because you were like you feel so lousy, or you don't feel like doing anything. You don't even think of going online, right? Yeah, no, no at all. And then, and the thing is that you know. It's like there was this shock as well, you know, mm, the body. Yeah. And after her giving birth, there's always this this recovering you know, woman, you know, yeah, like, recovering, you know, not not losing that last little mm. bit of weight. So I'm in a foreign land, you know. I I turn to comfort eating, then I put mm. on even more weight. Mm. So there's this this confidence about my own body, about not being adequate uh, enough. I don't. I, we were newborn, first time mom. I didn't know what to do. Mm. And no, there's no one to talk to. So I I felt really like invisible, and I felt like. Like a nobody. Hmm. Mm. Wow, it must be very um painful experience. So how do you get out from it? Like, anybody help you at the end, or you came out with something else? Yeah. Well, there was this one day I was just lying in bed. I realized that I can't. I can't be be there anymore. I I I need to go out mm. and meet somebody. And my husband said, "Yeah, you can't go back at home all the time, you know, because every time he came home, I can hear him at the key with the key outside the door. I will rush and open the door and like, ah, I got someone to talk to. Wow! So I will offload everything that I have, and I realized that that he also told me that this is really not healthy, not healthy because I cannot go back at home. It's not mm. good for for the baby. So he said, if there's a need for you, perhaps I ask my mom to come once a week. Mm. If that is okay, then maybe you know we look at what are the clubs." 
that you can join mm. that's English speaking because mm. I can't, I don't speak the language so yeah. I can't I have no one to speak to and and so we we were able to find this uh, you know American women uh, group mm. where I was able to join and like I I get to speak English I get wow. to speak to meet some other moms who are like myself you know husbands like relocated from from America like from expats and all that. Yeah, you know that they they don't they didn't get to speak the language, so they mm. gather once a week someone's home and yeah. they get they get put the babies on the mm. floor and then we we get to do that. So really like, like a, a mommy support group. In a way, but the thing is like you know there wasn't. It's not like you know Official. over here. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like over here. You, you can just look at mommy support group. You always have you have you have this support within mm. within Asia, and then yeah. over there is everything's in German. They have the support group for locals. They don't have it for expats. Mm. So it was it was really really uh, it was really a stroke of good luck. I would say mm. we searched a lot, and then finally found this. So after six months of cooping up at wow. home, I was able to go out. <laughs> so that that really helps a lot, and you start to recover. You start to mm. feel a bit more confident because you have mm. someone to talk to, and all, all that stuff. And was it is it is that the reason why you want to be a community leader so that to be there to support when, especially now your kids are much older, you're able to support other women at the same time. Was it mm, one yes. of the reason? Yes, it is very much the the reason because I realized that without this support group, uh, without without this. Sounding board. Mm. You know, this group of people who have been through the same thing or similar situation, I wasn't. I probably would still be back in in the, in that cell, in in that shell, and I will probably never be able to step out of it. Mm. It was actually when I was living in Germany that I that I asked myself, what do I want to do next? Mm. Because when I when uh, when I was asked to go, I wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And because I was expecting a child, so I thought, okay, never mind. I'll just give birth first, and then I'll just plan along the way. And then my husband, you know, got got this uh, job posting back to Germany, and mm. so it's alright because I I can't go out anyway, right? So because of that, and then that was when I I go and went back further into into you know my own personal experience, not having a lot of confidence and I decided maybe image coaching is something that I really mm. really want to do and then that was when I I, I took time and I did home study mm. and then eventually flew to London and complete my diploma uh. in, in image coaching mm. so that, that was when you have your first child right yes after you have your first child that's when yeah. you started image consulting and all that stuff Mm. So that's where it started to spin off that image consulting. Then where, where I knew you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that was then where I uh, when I started to my practice as well to practice among you know all the all the expat moms. Mm. Yeah. So they 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 were my 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 first client. So mm. I was doing that in, in Germany for a few months before uh-huh. I to Singapore. Okay. So how how long were you there in Germany before you come back to oh, Singapore? Exactly, yeah. Mm. Okay, so it's not really that long, and mm. and I believe that when you come back to Singapore, it's like, oh, finally I have support, I have people, I can speak the language. It's like back home. Yeah, but when I when I came back home because um to to also to give birth because I was expecting my second child <laughs> when I was yeah that's why they are like fourteen months apart right <laughs> yes they are yeah so you know I thought okay never mind you know I had this grand plan okay if when I if I know how to manage my time properly. Mm. Then I can. My husband was able to work from home a lot of the time. Then okay. Then I have my mom here. Then we can have maybe like babysitter or maybe I can finally consider having a live-in maid. Mm. So that was that was this transitional period. I thought okay, when I can I can work, 
um, during the day mm. and then after that come back to my family and all. So I didn't start out my own personal practice unlike what, what, what I did when I was in Germany. I decided to partner up with someone else, someone a bit more experienced with a, a, in, in the market. Mm. So and just so happened that this friend of mine who's an image, a very established image consultant in Singapore. So I asked her, you know, do you, do you need uh, an associate, someone to help you with? Because I've done this mm. and I'm, I'm still quite new. I'm only uh, you know, less than a year old. I did this in, in, in Germany and I'm new in Singapore. Do you want the, to partner up? Mm. And I have certain skill sets that I was able to, to, to support her. And then that's how, how we got started. So, and because I was also fearful, I didn't have any experience in terms of setting up business in Singapore mm. at all. But it's so easy to just go, go on to Accra at yeah. that time, right? just to fill out something and you pay. It, you, it doesn't take a lot of money to register a company, but running a company is a completely different thing. Mm. You have all these administrative things, legal, legality that you yeah. have to think about. That I didn't have the time to do and she provided that, that support. So what I needed to do was just that she went out to, to get the clients. I would just turn up for a workshop, mm. do my thing for four hours, and then I'll go home to my children. So it worked mm. well for a while. And then subsequently, of course, things change. My, my direction has always been been uh, been supporting women. Mm. And for her, I, I guess the trigger also came from a, from a client. One of the clients, she, when I, when I was supporting her, when I was going through this coaching, it's image coaching, just specific image coaching. And I look at her and I say, you know, you look very, very stunning. You know, you obviously carry yourself very well. She has poise and uh, she has posture mm. and she can dress already very well so i was thinking what is it about the image that you that you're not happy with that's when she really shared with me something very deep she she told me that she never felt that she is good enough to find the, the, the correct man she was always mm. going for the wrong man you know men who, who were after her body men who were after her money mm. and she thought maybe it's something the way that she carries herself so she wanted to have a change of image, hoping to attract the marrying type. Mm. Mm. And then as we go through the process, I realized that it is it is not how she looks, it is the way how she sees herself. Mm. And that eventually became like a like a counseling session. And I was able to to share some of my experience because of my of my failed marriage yep. previously and how I felt you know, not being uh, good enough, not having a lot of confidence, not being adequate, and how I was thinking that. Um, that I, I don't deserve better. And that created a shift for her and gave her a bit more confidence, mm. basically, for her to, to, to look at herself in a different way. But because I wasn't trained as a, as a life coach, I wasn't able to, to do any further. The only thing I could do was just to share. And I realized that at that time, that this is actually my purpose. It's not just making women look good mm. and feel good about themselves. A lot of the times, when women didn't feel good about ourselves, is uh, we want the things that we want to change that we can see an immediate change, immediate result would be to change our appearance. Yeah. And to 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 at least when we look at ourselves, we still we feel better about it. But then we can only change the outside. But we, if we, if we don't change the mindset, if we don't change how we feel about ourselves, then the change will not be a permanent one. Yeah. And that was what I lived through. So I. That, that decided that, that that's where I decided to to rebrand myself as a confidence coach and a con- and and go into into life deeper into life coaching to help women to change their mindset mm-hmm. and because having been through this whole you know or not having confidence as a, as a mom I realized it's, it's, there's a lot of balancing work that, that that I needed to do yeah the whole grand plan about managing my time I can tell you when the kids are young that is there isn't 
an opportunity to do that. But you can still do it in, 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 to, to an extent. But uh, not having, I realized that not having a schedule, you know, to, to, to manage the time for the kids and, and myself, I, it's so very, very easy to get lost into it and yeah. very, very easy to, to get sucked into it and that, that I ended up having no time for myself. Then I, it's not that I wanted to let myself go. Mm. When, I, when, I, when I turned to comfort eating, it wasn't the fact that I wanted to let myself go. It's just that I felt that I couldn't handle it. It was too overwhelming. Mm. How am I supposed to balance? Balance being me, you know, where am I? Who am I? What is my identity? I don't want to just be a mom. And I, you know, I don't want to be just someone's wife. I am my own person. I've been through education. I've been through, you know, what is it? What is my purpose in this world? And what is the legacy am I leaving behind for my daughter? Mm. You know, she she looked at me. I am I am an example. Like, so what example am I setting? What message am I giving my child? Yeah. So so that was the trigger and how how I wanted to 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 go go a bit deeper. Yeah, you you are you're so right on that part where. Our children look at us as role models, mm-hmm. especially for daughters. They look at the mother as a role model. So, what what kind of role model are you um, portraying to your to your children, and what kind of role model are you setting for them? Because um, that that is, that is also the reason why I my my mission is to empower mothers to be entrepreneurs. Not one not not saying that every one of them need to start a business, because being an entrepreneur, you have a lot of life skills that you have like perseverance leadership, uh, patience, and a lot of these values, right, build up a character. And you are more resilient, especially during this period of time where um, the COVID, the lockdown, the MCO, the home-based learning. I realized that a lot of mompreneurs that I know, they are very, I would say, um, very stable, very calm to handle the things that is coming onto them like the home-based learning, they know how to structure it. Like you mentioned, like there's, um, like you need a schedule. You need a schedule to manage yourself. You need to take care of yourself. It's not that you're being selfish as a mom or stuff like that. You just need to take care of yourself because I always believe that um, the mother is the anchor of, anchor of the ship. If the ship sink, then the whole family will be sink, will, mm. will be doomed. So if you save yourself, which is giving yourself self-love, self-confidence, and that's, that is where we are moving into like, how can you be a confident change maker? Because for me, I've seen a lot of successful mompreneurs, they have impacted people. Like for you, you wanted to impact other people because someone impacted you, a lady, a coach that impacted you. And, and this is the big shift because when your mindset shift, your whole world will start to shift. Mm-hmm. And when your whole world starts to shift, you are making a big change in the in the economy. And that's why I believe that mothers, um, being mothers, you are very uh, compassionate because of the maternal love that you have for your kids, for other people's kids, for other moms, for other children and stuff like that. Even for those who are um, maybe less privileged, you will want to help them even more. Um, so that's where um, I, I also realized that because for with me um, working with mompreneurs for the past 10 over years because I was working for Motherhood Magazine, uh, most of my clients are mothers for the past 10 over years. I've seen that a lot of mothers, um, when they were in the corporate, they are very confident women. And as they move on, they, get, they got married, they lost a bit of confidence, self-esteem. And when they became a mom, a lot of them, even my peers, they have lost to, like total self-esteem 
like from from maybe an A to a six after they are married, and from six went to really zero or one. So, what would you say is the the factors that is affecting them? Uh, especially after they become a mom, they lost that confidence because I believe that you have met and coached women, uh, in uh, especially mothers. So, what would you think will be the factors that's affecting them that lose that make them lose that confidence? Mm. Um, a lot of the times, the factor is it's be feeling overwhelmed, mm. Mm. and because moms are actually the you, you mentioned anchor. For me, I always tell that you know, for us mom, we are we are the pillar of the household. Mm. You know, we are we are the nurturers, we are we are the planners at the same time. So we we tend to have this mental burden. Um drawing from personal experience as well, uh, I have a lot of mental burden. You know, it's like when I'm doing something, you know, if I'm Doing my work during the day when the kids mm. are in school, I have this mental burden. Like I need to make sure that I have I I stop at four o'clock so that I can go and pick up my kid, my children. Mm. So everything is running on a schedule. So if you if you kind of like get get a little bit distracted, then you know, everything will just go out of whack. Mm. Yeah, and then everything has to be pre-planned. If you don't have a plan, you know, uh, literally you plan to fail. Yeah. <laughs> so so everything has to be pre-planned. I I plan all the way down to 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 meals as well in order to manage my children's expectations and, and their appetite. Uh, I've been accused by my husband. <laughs> that I run the entire household like 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 an army. Mm. Army camp. It is necessary because I I can't you know work and then after that cook and then put things on the table and my 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 children like, oh I don't want to eat this I don't want fish. And and that would be something that would be a trigger because there's so much going on, mm. so much going on in 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 a mom's life. And to be very frank, the moms are the one who has taken on so much in terms of the household. I mean, with home based learning, my husband is sitting here, uh, <laughs> at home. Also, he is also working, but I have because he's working, and doesn't mean that I'm not working. I still have to work, but I yeah. couldn't because my kids need. The mm. my my Sorry, laptop. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he needed my laptop locked lock on to work. I cannot ask my husband to give his laptop to one of my kids, you know, in order for them to do their homework. We can't. So so that is actually this this in a way it imbalance. And then there's also this um this this thing, okay, with mums, we are unable mm. to let go. Yeah. A lot of the common problems are unable to let go because we we are worried. We are worried that if I were to let my husband or somebody else handle this, can they do it as well as mm. I do, right? And also, it's like, what if they make a mistake? This is my children. <laughs> what if they make a mistake? How it's is also it our happen? children. <laughs> it, 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 this, oh, there's this this mental yeah, you know, I, this I get it. internal conversation that mm. you have in your head. So that is the reason why the moms are feeling overwhelmed. A lot of the times, you know, women will come to me and say, you know, I, I can't deal with this because there's just so many things I have to handle. I have to do everything myself. And then my husband's not helping. <laughs> and not being able to communicate. Mm. The third thing is actually not being yeah. able to com- not communicate because a lot of the times we we, are, we don't know what to say. Mm. And then we end up having this resentment thinking that, you know, we are, we are the one doing everything. Nobody knows. And mm. my husband sometimes will ask me, like, so you need my help or not? But if you need my help, you must tell me. And if not, I don't know. I I I cannot I cannot read your mind. Yeah, you yeah. Have it under control. We are not the worm in your stomach. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this this is just three things basically. These mm. three things, you know, having 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 that that the feeling of overwhelm mm. and not having having a plan, mm. okay? not having a plan. And then the second thing is is uh, having this internal conversation, not be not being able to let go, mm. and the last thing is not able to communicate and voice out. Yeah. I guess that that is the the three factors. Um, 
I to- totally agree with you because uh, that was what my wife went through. And because of, uh, I, I, I would thank, thank um, me working in Motherhood Magazine because I need to consume the content of Motherhood Magazine knowing what is going through, what is the pre- and postnatal, understand what, what she's to- totally going through and know how to handle that. And and you talk about the overwhelm is where I, I think I thank myself for consuming the content so that I can guide my wife. Because I know it's very overwhelming Because for me Consuming the content I know how to handle I know what she's going through I will talk her Sit her down And stuff like that And about that letting go um, I would say I spent Like five years To really Tell my wife To let her go Then when the moment She let go uh, And that moment When she let go Was um, Because every year her, f- her, her friends will ask her to travel with them and stuff like that because they used to travel there. And she couldn't let go for the first five years. On the six years, uh, because she started, uh, she has a change in the job and she started to travel for business. So during their business, like, like you mentioned, the mother, oh, uh, uh, dear, can you do this? Can you do that? You sure you're not? Uh, can I trust you? Can you feed her? And I said, don't worry. So when she come back, she's still, my, my daughter is still in one piece. So what I what I share with her, and I believe that um, this could be an advice for a lot of um, daddies that are watching this, is to really and tr- give them that uh, ability to trust you, and tell them that you need to trust us because you are because you you guys like 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 our wives are the women of our love uh, the love yeah of our life the the women that we love. So we will not want to do something that will disappoint them. Definitely we will do our best. But as long as you trust us, that the key thing I always share with a lot of my female friends is to, you need to trust your husband. If you can trust him, your life to him by marrying him, then you can trust him with your kids. But you need to give him a chance. Like for you, you're a new mom. For him, he's a new dad. He need to learn. And if he's not a kid-friendly man, then it will take him some, some time to really get used to it. If you don't let him get used to it, then how can you breathe? That's why I told my wife. So ever since my wife started traveling with her friends, finally she can let go and she, then, uh, and she can totally trust uh, our daughter to, to me. That's why she, she just kept on going. She thought, oh, this finally is like a recharge for her. And, and she felt that she got back her life. And her mm-hmm. confidence level started to go back. And last but not least, which is the uh, communication. I guess a lot of time, men, are, I, I do agree that men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Sometimes we don't agree. And I, I came across this uh, a speaker that was doing a TED Talk. He, he shared that um, men are like boxes. The, the way the men, the brains are structured. Men are boxes. We have yeah. like the, the, the having a meal time, bathing time, uh, work time. We also have a blank time. Like we, we, we sit there and think, do nothing, just black out. But for women, it's more like a spider web. It's all mm. integrated. Like one time you can think about food, next time you think about the, the school schedule, the time timetable and all that. Like men cannot take it. Men have different boxes. Mm. So so when, when I share this with some of my guy friends and female friends, they all oh, get it. And their, their communication start to change. Because they see, hey, really, my husband think like that. My husband work like that. Then my wife, wow, can, like, like the north and the south can link together. Like the food and the kids timetable can link together. Like how can that happen? Like for most men, will be, they cannot imagine that. 
But once they communicate in that manner, they are able to like, like you put out the three points, which is very important, and these are the factors. So what what would you say? Because we talk about change maker. So what do you think that makes a change maker? Hmm. Okay, all moms are change maker because you know we are adapting to change all the time. From the moment that we we are pregnant, hmm. we are already experiencing the change, the change in our body, and then eventually you know the change of our mindset. Like what can we do? You know the the night waking, you know the the feeding, you know this is all change change of change of lifestyle, change of habits. So all moms are natural change maker, and right now during this difficult time, you know the 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 moms change the changes from mom actually is more evident. I would mm. say, um, so far I've seen a lot of really a lot of courageous women trying to to balance work. Those who still have to do their work, mm. their life. Managing the household, yeah. managing you know grocery shopping because in the past it's like whatever you want, you, you you just go and get it. Now you have to think about which day to go, yeah. how much to buy, do right. I stock out, about purchase and all. And these are the things that in and for those households who don't, some of my clients they, they still have you know their their their, their helper reducing mm. them. In the past they go out to work, they leave the household to the to the helper. So and then when then now the helper is at home, it's like there's this extra person that she has they have to take care of. And then this person suddenly, you know, not um, not really following the instruction that you have put out because she is also had experiencing certain things. So you end up having like like like, like a an additional kid mm. at home, and then they are able. They are also facing uh, their husbands all the time. For those people, some of them say, "Oh, you know, it's great. I finally get to see my husband. Mm. Doesn't travel anymore." Some of them say, "He's he's there all the time." Like too much. So, yeah, it's it's so stifling. So they are still having going through all these changes, mm. and then they are also highly adaptable. Women are highly adaptable. And a lot of women don't give themselves credit enough mm. that they are highly adaptable. I guess it's like not just women, especially mothers. Mothers are very adaptable. Uh, I've seen it a, a lot in my my mompreneurs that I work with. Um, that I've been friends with for many years. So I've seen that they they have like transformed. Like for you, you have transformed a lot. Like since the day that I know you to now, you transform a lot. And also, what what would you what would you advise? What would your advice be for mothers? Uh, for them to gain back that confidence. What well, would maybe or three advice for them? Mm. First things is uh, back back to that three point why they are overwhelmed. Uh, first thing is to find time for yourself. Mm. Mm, very very important. Uh, because you you need to be able to center. And uh, my my suggestion is to keep a journal. Mm. You don't have to write a long diary. In the morning, wake up a little bit earlier. You don't just wake up and then start to to start running. Mm. This is this is the modern lifestyle. Everybody wake up and start running. Yeah. So the first thing is to keep is to is to to have have uh, some time to yourself. You wake yeah. up, give yourself about ten fifteen minutes. If you have faith, if you have a faith, you know, if you have religion, mm. use that time to pray, and center. Right? Yeah. And then after that, write down the three things that you want to accomplish for the whole day. Mm. Don't think about my to do list <laughs> at my to do list in the household chores. Yeah. It will still be there, but one of the three things you can only pick three things because we can, we have to prioritize our lives. Pick three things what you want to do. Mm. Okay, I want to spend twenty minutes playing my children today. It can be as simple as I I want to be able to spend thirty minutes to do my face mask. Mm. Simple, very very simple, just simple thing, just to accomplish it, and then make it a point to complete that. Just these three things. These these are the three things I want to do myself. And today, how do I want to feel? Mm. Is that these three things? What you want to accomplish, uh, what what you what you want to 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 do for yourself, mm. yeah. 
and also you know spending that time these three things spending time in the morning keeping that journal and then referring back if you need to after that at the end of the day look at it and then see where you have accomplished and celebrate people tend not to celebrate yeah Yeah, okay, lah. This is my dad. Too hard on themselves. Like more, yeah. I see a lot of mothers being too hard on themselves. Like they cannot do this, cannot do that, and they're just tying themselves up. In mm. fact, nobody is restricting them except themselves. Like for for my my case, I always tell my wife to really relax herself. But now she's getting the hang of it. Like every day, five thirty, she will do her tabata mm. and all that stuff and together with my daughter. So it's like that her me time. She'll be working hard. Yeah. So that that is that. So um, so that is the first, which is time for yourself. Mm. Mm. To center, you know, if you have a faith, you you need an anchor. Mm. It is very very important to have the anchor. Okay, then uh, write down the things that you want to accomplish, and then and also spend time with yourself. Time, mm. Even if it's just say, you know, I just want to take a long shower. No mm. audience. I just want to go to the bathroom, lock my door, and then really shower and run. You know, cold water down your body, whatever mm. it is. Just time for yourself. And also, it's it's very important to to communicate. Now that you know everybody is around, we're not going out. You know, it 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 can be very very chaotic, and and all the more so that women will need to moms in particular need to be able to to, to do that in mm. order to to get, regain that confidence and say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Because once you're yourself, you you center your mind, you would know, and then that's where your confidence will start to soar. Mm. Wow, that that is really um something that the mothers uh, that are tuning in that can take away and time really flies are uh, really coming almost uh, to in fact we overshot the time but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really a good conversation and a, a lot of golden nuggets that i'm picking up from you learning from you and and i believe that the audience can take away from so um carol maybe you can share with the audience how get, can they get connected with you if they want to find out more yes. yeah. Uh, you can actually connect with me on Facebook. My name is Carol Gokker, C A R O L G O C K L. You know, connect with me. I would, I would love to connect with you and chat with you a lot more. Mm. So for those who are tuning in, uh, you can look out uh, in the description where I've included Carol's uh, link and her social media um, links at the same time. So you can get connected with her. You can message her, PM her, and last but not least. Um, Carol, now is your time for you to post the question of the day out to the audience. So, uh, are you ready with your question of the day? Yeah, question of the day is: What can you do to ch- today to mm. change tomorrow? What can you do today to change tomorrow? Okay, what can you do today to change tomorrow? Correct. Yep. Okay. So the question of the day posted by Carol is: What can you do today? To change tomorrow. So this question of the day go out to the audience who are t- tuning in and also who are watching the replay. And this question of the day also go out to the next guest that will be coming on next Monday. Uh, so Carol, um, any last advice for the mothers who are um, thinking of stepping into entrepreneurship or pursue their passion? Mm. Any last advice for them? My last advice. Well, my advice would be you know just give it a shot. Mm. Give it a shot because you never know where you're gonna go. I mean, the most, the worst thing that can happen is you didn't make it. But that is actually a learning experience for you to do better the next time. 
Wow, that 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 is uh, something that is very um inspiring. And thanks, Carol, once again for making time to come onto Mompreneur Space Live Show with me. And uh, we I really enjoy this conversation. I hope that um the next time I can invite you again to share more about mm-hmm. confidence and how they can get more from it. So last but not least, uh, Kenneth here signing off with Carol. I thank everyone for tuning in and thanks everyone for. Uh, making time to really watch this awesome episode. Uh, Kenneth here signing off with Carol. Thank you very much, and I see you guys in the next episode. See you. Bye bye. Thanks, Carol. Bye-bye.